Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we are joined uh, by the team from uh, Savvy Saver, and uh, we're going to be understanding what they do. They call themselves a cashback platform, and we're going to try to understand what that actually means. Um, you know, who are some of their, uh, their customers in the market, what type of services do they offer, and the business model overall, and how uh, they've gone about differentiating themselves um, over in the market. And to help us to make a showing and an understanding of all that, we are joined by Dov uh, Sloatek, who is uh, founder and CEO over at Savvy Saver. Now, when it comes to Savvy Saver, um, as I said in the intro, uh, we understand that it's a cashback platform. Uh, but, um, you know, what does that actually mean, um, you know, when it comes to actually operating? What is Savvy Saver? So, you know, it's a good question. I guess there's so many different ways that people can get cashback and so many different loyalty sort of programs out there. Uh, Savvy Savers really, it's an app. It's a free app that allows members to earn rewards back on their everyday purchases at any major retailer nationwide. So from a consumer perspective, if they go into the app, they can see all the different ways that they can earn cash back and they can redeem it uh, as opposed to typical loyalty programs, which are often retailer-based, uh, i.e. if you go to this retailer, you can get this reward. What Savvy Saver does is actually aligns to the brand. So it says, if you buy products from this brand, you can get back. Oh, I see. Okay, fine. I, I think I can see the distinction that's being made there. Uh, maybe, am I understanding it correctly that uh, you that it's loyalty based on what's being bought as opposed to where it's being bought? Spot on. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Excellent. So how does that actually work, especially given the fact that uh, um, I believe, you know, when you when you think about your FMCG market, there tend to be so many different brands that are out there. Are you guys negotiating with each and every brand? Let's say uh, Palmolive, Unilever, you know, uh, all of these different, um, you know, brands that are out there in the market having individualized types of uh, discussions with all of them is there grouping that's happening you know as an agent that's offering some of these savings like how does it work yeah look at the moment we're very much talking to each individual brand as you've mentioned let's say you've got you know your bigger fmcg companies that have multiple brands but every brand's uh you know got their own agenda their own target market depending on obviously which products you're dealing with um, and so each of them, you know, have their own strategy that they want to approach. And our, our, our platform, although it is obviously a cashback platform, really from a brand's perspective, it's so much more than just a place where you can offer a discount to consumer. It's a platform that allows you to engage directly with the consumer in a number of different ways um, and understand your, your target market and understand the people that are buying your product in a lot more detail. And when it comes to something like that, so I'm just trying to understand the value add in the market. Is it is it necessarily the the what's the word I'm looking for? 
is it necessarily the cashback aspect um, or is it more um, the insights, you know, type of platform? Um, because I guess what I'm asking is where do you guys um, tend to tend to make uh, your money or at least present your case? Are you presenting your case based on the number of people that you're able to get in because obviously you draw them in um, with cashback and rewards? Or is it more um, the type of insights you can offer to some of these, uh, some of these companies that make use of the platform? Uh, look, I, I think, I mean, we're certainly more uh, so the short answer is there's there's a there's a mix of both. We have like fundamentally, you know, ultimately brands want to increase their market share, right? They want to increase the total number of sales and they want to be as dominant as they can in the market. And you know, the two things that you mentioned are intertwined. You know, getting more sales, so talking to a bigger audience is like really important. But understanding that audience and understanding more about that audience and how to maybe talk to different people uh, in different ways, you know, is is how you can arguably grow market share. Uh, we're definitely differentiating ourselves in terms of the insights that our platform presents to brands. And, and that, you know, that's probably where we're starting conversations is more around how we understand a lot more about consumer behavior and, and you know, the insights behind kind of the shop uh, than, you know, maybe most platforms and, and can share that information with brands in some ways. Um, are you able to share, you know, some of the, because I'm pretty sure that if someone was to go onto uh, the app right now, they, they will probably see um, what specials are on offer. So someone would be able to get an understanding of who you guys are talking to. But uh, for someone who hasn't got access or hasn't used the platform as yet, um, some of the some of the brands that you guys already represent at the moment and, you know, where exactly someone can get, um, you know, some of these savings, because I'm pretty sure that there is that component where you're talking to the brand, but also you also have to talk to the channel partners that are involved in that equation yeah sure so look i mean the truth is at this point in time we're talking to uh you know most of the brands in the market uh you know we we ran uh campaigns over the last few months across kind of major you know big name brands as well as some uh really uh you know exciting fighter brand businesses which is I guess part of our journey of seeing how we can help different businesses that are, you know, that come in in very much different shapes and sizes. Um, so if you go on the platform today, there's there's a mix of products ranging from, uh, you know, toilet paper to milk to washing powder to cereal, and and what we've tried to do is really cover the full basket almost of products that people buy. You know the. Uh, one of our sayings in the app is, is getting cash back on the products that you already buy. Like we're not necessarily looking for people to go into the app and, and buy completely different products than they would have ever bought. We're just asking them to maybe try different brands to what they're used to. And do in-store brands work? Because I do know that, uh, you know, almost all the big retailers at the moment do have, um, you know, brands of their own. I'm thinking of Pick and Pay's No Name. I think Woolworths has uh, yes. Woolworths has its own and Checkers as well. So do, is there an inclusion on that front? So at the moment, no, we haven't. We haven't to date worked with any retailers on 
the the home brands or the in-store brands. We do see, I mean, to, to your question, I mean, it must work. And there are a few kind of indicators of that. Uh, I think for one, as you've mentioned, you know, all the major retailers have their in-store brands across multiple products. Um, and I would have assumed that they would have stopped it if it wasn't working. But we see it in terms of the purchase data that we collect. Um, we see a lot of people buying, you know, the in-store kind of the the, the no-name brands or the home brands as you know, different people call it, um, and and there's a huge part of the market that 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 do shop that way. Okay, cool. I think that I think it makes sense on that end, and I think especially after crossing over the the question around um, in-store brands, one of the things that immediately comes to me, and right now I'm speaking wearing my consumer hat on because. You know, I carry one or two, um, one or two of the loyalty cards in my pockets. Um, I because I don't work for any of the brands. I'm not shy to say that I do have, um, a a Woolies a Woolies card, um, that I have. I think Pick and Pay Smart Shopper that I have on me. And one of the things that I am curious about is to understand what the difference ends up being, right? Because does the difference end up being the fact that, uh, you know, I could go and get the store loyalty programs uh, or I could go and get the, you know, the, the, the brand ones that you guys are, 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 are talking about and perhaps maximize because I'm getting value, um, you know, on both sides? Uh, yeah, just help me to understand that piece. Yeah, definitely. I, it's, a, it's a great question. I mean, the, the, most people actually struggle with that. I mean, you see that. People, I mean, when, when it comes to loyalty, there's just so many different platforms. But, you know, the more, let's call it savvy, uh, you know, shopper that wants to save money is on multiple loyalty platforms. And effectively, you know, Savvy Saver doesn't replace the retail loyalty program. So you can take your, you know, pick and pay smart shopper, use that, use Savvy Saver as well and maximize your savings. Um, so, you might in some cases have brands that are overlapping, uh, but in most cases that we've seen, um, you know, it's not necessarily that a, that a brand is running a campaign at the same time with Savvy Saver as well as the retailer. Um, but definitely use both. Uh, you can maximize your savings by, in, in, our, in our environment, maybe just to explain our app a little bit more, um, how you redeem your cash back in our environment is by taking a picture of your tool slip. So, you know, in a, in a pick and pay smart shopper context, if you're going in store, you would swipe your smart shopper card and then you would get points into your smart shopper account effectively. Then you would simply take the slip, take a picture of it and upload it into your Savvy Saver app and you would get cash back onto your Savvy Saver account. Okay, cool. I think at least understanding the mechanics uh, of how it works, I think even the, what you call this, uh, the geek inside me is uh, is actually considering the what you call this the mechanics behind um, a picture of a till slip and AI probably reading <laughs> you know what store it's from the products that have been bought how much they were bought for and actually making a calculation um, on uh, the amount of money uh, well before making a calculation uh, the system has to recognize. Uh, what the products are and if there are any reciprocal agreements with the brands that have been purchased and then um, after that making the calculation on how much money actually goes back um, to the customer. 
Am I understanding that piece correctly? Yeah, you sound like you've uh, you've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps I have a perhaps I have a future in the in the in the in the in the in the lawyer. Yeah, I was about to say. Let let me know when you when you're looking for a change of industry. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, with, now that we understand everything, and because we are a business platform, Dove, we do then need to understand. You know, as Savvy Saver, I think you alluded to it earlier on um, around insights and uh, data is how does Savvy Saver make its, uh, what you call this, its money? Uh, because obviously the brands, um, the brand, the brand piece and the consumer piece, I think are a little bit clear. The consumer make uh, gets uh, cash back on uh, buying certain types of products and uh, the brand's are able to promote their own products as being, you know, a worthy, a worthy purchase, uh, purchase decision. But for Savvy Saver, how are you guys uh, keeping the lights on? So there's a few, there's a few answers to that. I guess the the core business is really, I mean, maybe to take a step back, which I think is important. Uh, when we launched this uh, initiative, it was actually. Uh, under another business and it was launched as like a COVID do-good initiative. So we wanted to give back. It was another business that I was actually running at the time and uh, we were just adamant about doing something and not just kind of sitting on our hands. And at that stage, we launched Savvy Saver with the intention of just being able to provide some relief to consumers. And it was you know, in the form of like effectively coupons and we just got the most phenomenal response you know people loved it they were using it and it was at that stage that kind of we realized hold on this isn't just like a temporary kind of do good initiative which we just funded as the business um you know it, it became like how do we take this to another level and do a lot more so i guess we launched this with the with with the consumer in mind um, which I think is an important part of really where we're coming from, which is like, how do we actually make a difference in people's lives and how do we help people? So as crazy as it might sound, I guess our first agenda wasn't about making money. Um, and then, you know, in terms of how we make money effectively, it's from the brands. So we go to, you know, the brands, you've mentioned some of the names, we go to various brands um, around how we can get them to effectively advertise on our platform uh, and part of that uh, advertising on our platform gives them access to a whole range of things. You know, for one, there's an awareness from a consumer. Uh, you know, the consumer's looking at the app when they're thinking about what they want to shop or when they're actually in the shops, um, based data that we have. And so it's a really effective time to be able to be in front of the consumer when the consumer's making that decision. Um, but outside of that, uh, there's a data piece of it, uh, as as we touched on earlier, uh, for brands to understand more about the consumer. And we work with the different partners that we have to help them really understand who their consumers actually are. Um, we help them, you know, gather further insights, buying behaviors, different preferences, and be able to feed that to the brand in order for the brands to make bigger decisions across their entire marketing strategies. So we're starting to influence really how brands think uh, not just on how they advertise on Savvy Saver, but maybe, uh, you know, how they construct their TV commercials, et cetera. So that's the primary source, which is really, you know, advertising effectively from the brands. Um, and and there's, a, there's a big data insights piece to that. We also offer brands things like sampling. So being able to, uh, you know, get consumers who have never tried your product to try your product. 
which is effectively 100% cash back, uh, you know, on purchasing a product, um, as well as surveys. So being able to talk to a group of people based on a certain target market and collect information and ask them a bunch of questions. So that's really on the, the FMCG side. Outside of the FMCG side at the moment, uh, we don't have anything live, but we're working on a few things around, uh, you know, different different spaces. Unfortunately, I can't reveal it at the moment, uh, but effectively different ways that we can, uh, you know, grow the revenue in the business. All right. It sounds like there's a lot of, you know, different uh, streams and levers that you guys actually have um, on the platform for you to to, to, to generate uh, some cash um, for the business. But I guess underlying all of that is the data and the insights uh, that you guys are able to, to, to gather and I guess give back um, to the specific brand. So I guess for them, apart from promoting their own products, it then becomes uh, a good way uh, for them to do market research uh, on how their products are being bought, used, um, and the like. Uh, but the other piece for me is also trying to understand, um, you know, as Savvy Saver, um, I, I'm seeing that uh, there's, uh, what you call this, I'm seeing that, you know, on the app itself, because uh, I, I had just gone, you know, to check what the app looks like on, 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 on iOS, and I'm seeing that um, there's an element of vouchers uh, that people can uh, can make use of. What's that about? So effectively, if a consumer goes and uses the app, they get cash back in the form of points in a Savvy Saver wallet. Um, and they can decide actually how they want to use those points. So we have currently three options for cashing out. The First is they can buy airtime and data. So simply they can go, they select how much airtime or how much data they want, and they can convert their points into airtime or data. The, the second option is cashing out, which is through an e-wallet mechanism, so they can draw money out at an ATM. Um, and the third option, as you've alluded to, is vouchers. So we've got different vouchers on the platform, ranging from fast food to grocery shopping to some other kind of cool digital vouchers, which effectively allows someone, as an example, let's say with Take-A-Lot, who's one of our partners on the vouchering side, um, someone can go and convert their points into a 100 or 200 or 500 Rand Take-A-Lot voucher. Okay, cool. I see what you're saying because uh, I'd also seen that piece around uh, being able to make uh, certain purchases using the points that have been accumulated. That sounds like an interesting, uh, what you call this, that sounds like an interesting proposition um, that if a person buys products from, you know, certain brands, um, they get, you know, points that can be used and redeemed in the form of buying, I, I, I think some people call them digital goods, um, you know, your airtime, data and the like. Um, for you guys. Look, I mean. Yes. On, on that, you know, all of this for us is really driven from our members. So we're really good at, at listening to our members and, you know, we, we encourage them feedback. We've got, you know, an open WhatsApp line that just makes it that much easier for people to, to communicate with us. And so we're constantly hearing what people say and what they want to cash out with and, you know, try and offer it. So that's also something that we're working on at, 
you know, giving more extensive options uh, without consuming the customer. But there was one thing that you touched on earlier, which I wanted to go back to, if you don't mind, which is really around, you know, from a consumer's perspective and, and the data side, consumers typically, you know, on, on many platforms are used to sharing their data, but really not getting anything in return. And so all we're doing and, and kind of going back to, you know, you're asking how do we commercialize? How do we make money in the business? But effectively what we've done is we've just, we've, we've created a platform that allows consumers to benefit from sharing data. Um, and, you know, that's, I think, what makes it exciting. And that's what makes people really engaged when they're on our platform is that they, 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 they understand that they're sharing data. I mean, we're very transparent to the consumer. We don't share personal data, obviously, without any consent, but we're giving them the opportunity to, to kind of benefit out of them sharing data. Okay, I think that makes perfect sense because um, I think a lot has been said over the last maybe five to ten years um, around the collection of data uh, by uh, some of the large companies, particularly tech companies, and the fact that there's little to nothing that uh, you know users and consumers get apart from you know proffering um, being able to make use of certain services. So that sounds like an interesting solution, um, you know, from that side. And um, I, I guess for me, one of the other things uh, that you know one then wonders about, uh, I guess going forward, is to say that. For yourselves, a savvy saver, um, I guess in the long run, because it sounds like you guys, uh, like you said, you started during COVID after realizing that uh, apart from doing good, that this is something that could be commercialized. And now that uh, you guys are in the market and you have uh, some of these uh, big partners that you're working with, the likes of Take A Lot, is looking towards the future. Right. Do you see yourselves continuing to be, um, you know, a rewards, you know, type of uh, type of platform um, or do you double down on the uh, market research aspect, you know, where you guys are a market research firm um, that uses, um, I guess, rewards as a way to at least compensate consumers for uh, the data that they are providing as part of the market research process? I mean, it's a tough one, and we've we've got a view. I've got a view of you know kind of where we're going as a business. I think like one thing that's fundamental, um, no matter which way we go in terms of how we commercialize the business, is that from a consumer perspective, we want to offer a benefit to the consumer. And, and you know, we've we've seen an amazing response. Uh, we've got a real passion and drive internally to make a difference financially to consumers in South Africa. And so I think from that perspective, uh, you know, I don't see that changing in terms of offering consumers the ability to get some form of reward or benefit from using our platform. Um, commercially, I think a lot will change over time. I think we're really just scratching the surface in terms of the different commercial opportunities at the moment. Uh, you know, we're seeing that we can add a lot of value to the brands. And so that's really our, our focus and top priority at the moment is you know, working with different brands and bringing new brands on board, uh, you know, to be able to help them effectively grow market share. Um, but I have no doubt in time, uh, you know, we're seeing already an interest on the research side. So I, I definitely think the research side is is something that, you know, when we initially started the business, we, we didn't really see as, or we didn't think about it being, you know, a big opportunity. But, uh, you know, we definitely think uh, as, as time's gone on, I, I definitely think that the research side will be probably bigger than we anticipated initially. 
Yes, uh, I, I think I think someone could actually draw that line to say that you guys will probably make a big dent um, just from the data and the insights that you're able to provide, um, you know, for the market. And at least that gives us, I guess, a lens into how you're thinking about uh, the growth of the platform. Now, given the fact that you guys are as uh, young as you guys are, uh, I guess on this platform, uh, we can, we would, I, I guess for now, bracket you guys as a startup of some sort. And one of the things that uh, we always ask, um, you know, emerging businesses, so to say, is um, how have you funded yourselves up to this point? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So we... Uh we're, I myself, uh, you know, I'm involved in, in a few other businesses. Um, and, you know, I alluded to earlier when we launched this business, we, I was actually running a different business at the time. So um, the, the, my partners in that business, along with uh, a, a, another partner, uh, effectively funded this business at the, you know, to, to the stage that it's at. Um, we are in the process of, you know, starting to look at, uh, you know, further capital into the business. Uh, but for the time being, it has been funded largely by, well, entirely by the by the existing shareholders. All right. Now, uh, I think, okay, I think that gives us some insight. To, I guess, and I guess we'll also be on the lookout, um, you know, to see if and when there are some announcements around a possible capital raise. And I think, you know, for myself, what would be interesting is to see um, what type of players would be interested in, uh, you know, backing, um, you know, this particular business. Is it going to be banks? Is it going to be uh, some of the brands themselves? Maybe uh, market research firms? Like, I'm very interested to see, um, you know, what type of backing uh, Savvy Saver will be able to will be able to to find um, over time. Now, before we let you go, Dov, the one thing um, for me is maybe we've spoken quite a bit about, uh, I guess, the market research aspect, Savvy Saver, um, your approach, um, you know, towards and, uh, you know, data and insights. Um, taking a more macro view. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, I can obviously share my view, and and some of it is based on you know certain insights that we've seen in our business. I think from a timing perspective, 
the South African consumer is as cash-strapped cash as they've ever been, right? So from uh, looking for alternative ways to save money or earn extra money, I think, is like at its peak. Um, so I definitely think that from that, from the consumer appetite perspective, there isn't fatigue. There's like an interest of trying to find solutions. I think there's no doubt about it from a loyalty program. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of similarities, I, I think, between the, the retail programs, as you've mentioned. It's you know everyone's got their cards and everyone needs to carry their card. We we we're actually looking at innovating in that space, and we've got a few ideas uh, which we'll be able to share hopefully relatively soon. But I think where where we've tried to distinguish ourselves is you know as opposed to even even though I guess we're not in conflict of the, the retail card programs. We, we are, you know, we're, we're in a space where we think for the consumer, as opposed to having to go to a different retailer or have a different card for every different retailer, now they're kind of, they've got one app that can solve a lot of their, um, what's the right word, not, not their problems, but I guess they've, they've got one app that they can use at any retailer nationwide, which is, I think, very, very different to what the South African consumer was used to. So I think from, from uh, does, does that make sense? No, no, it certainly does. It certainly does. So, so from a South African consumer's perspective, as opposed to having to go to every different store and have the card for that store and sign up on every you know, kind of card, in theory, if, if a consumer says, listen, I only want to have one loyalty thing for whatever reason, it's definitely not the most... Uh, cash-savvy decision that might be you know, the most convenient, they've now got an app that they can go to, that they can use at any store, take a picture. They don't have to carry a card around. Uh, they don't have to remember kind of which retailer it's at and they can get the benefit. So I think from that perspective, there's definitely been, you know, innovation and we're, we're, we're hoping to, you know, add value to consumers that way. And I think from like an advertising perspective, uh, you know, there's, there are so many different loyalty programs that it is, as you kind of described, like it is quite cluttered and, you know, it is hard to remember what deals where. So, you know, from that perspective, you know, again, we've tried to you know, hopefully simplify for consumers. But in saying that, not to contradict my previous point, you know, we uh, we very much work with the retailers, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the, the, the cash savvy consumer, you know, should be kind of using all of the above. All right. So it has been uh, quite a fascinating discussion, um, you know, talking about loyalty programs and uh, the insights that uh, certain brands and companies can get, um, you know, around the usage and uh, purchasing of their products, you know, through uh, some of these tools and mechanisms, uh, talking to Savvy Saver just around uh, their business model. Some of the things that are interesting because we have been looking at uh, loyalty programs quite a bit on this platform. In, in recent months um, is the fact that uh, because consumers are um, as cash-strapped as they are, there is a big opportunity at the moment to capture um, a share of the consumer's wallet if you're able to add value, at least give them you know better deals, better savings. And in this particular case, we're talking about actually redeeming cash back for um, you know, for purchasing uh, particular brands works quite well for the consumer, but 
also at the same time um, gives the gives the brand um, or the company some insights into buying behavior but also at the same time a channel through which um, they can promote their goods or service and then i think the other interesting bit is around uh, data and the fact that uh, you do see you know certain companies you know grappling with um, the fact that there's so much user data that is out there how can consumers be compensated for uh, the data that they are um, generating out there and once again um, creating that uh, that value add that consumers uh, are able to get uh, because there's all this data that is going out there all of these insights uh, but how much of it is actually being shared back um, with the originators who end up being the consumers um, at the end of the day. And then looking forward, you know, what, uh, you know, some key questions are going to be, um, you know, as Savvy Saver goes through um, their capital, their possible capital raise, who um, would be interested in, uh, you know, in backing the business. And then at the same time, um, what uh, is actually going to carry their business into the future? future is it going to be the market research aspect is it the loyalty um you know is it the loyalty program aspect is it uh the possibility of growing uh the digital wallet that they have created uh we definitely wait to see how things develop over time and it would be good to get uh dove back on in a few months time maybe even a year just to understand some of the progress uh that they would have been able to make so that was us we were chatting to founder and CEO. Um, of uh, Savvy Saver that is uh, Dove uh, Slower Tech. They are a cashback platform. Dove, thank you so much for being with us today. Okay, I appreciate your time. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning